Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon us sinners. Amen. Again we pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning, and though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness and give thanks for all your benefits and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Again we pray. Permit us not, O Lord, to hear your word in vain. Convince us of its truth. Cause us to feel its power and bind us to yourself with cords of faith and hope and love that never shall be broken. In the name of the Blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to whom be the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In lieu of regular Bible class today, I still want to go through the congregation at prayer, uh, so we will do that. The uh, final prayer for today and for this whole week of Laetare is fitting. It is from St. Patrick. Uh, we didn't celebrate uh, the Feast of St. Patrick, but we have his prayer, one of his prayers for this week to uh, keep with us. And it's quite fitting for the current events. The verse of the week from the Congregation of Prayer is from Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verses 38 and 39. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. This, uh, these two verses begin with repent, with repentance, the bid to repentance. Baptism always begins with uh, the bid to repentance. This is also why when there is a baptism during the service, there is no confession and absolution, not because we want to shorten the service and not cheat you out of the rest of your day, but because Every baptism is in and of itself a confession and absolution. And you who are remembering your baptisms during a baptism are also taking part in the confession and absolution, that repentance that accompanies baptism. The other thing about repentance is that it signifies new birth. Uh, in the Greek, the word for repent or repentance is metanoia, which doesn't really just mean repent, it means uh, to turn one's face away from someone or something. Uh, so when you are metanoying, when you are uh, repenting, you are turning away from one thing. And as always, uh, every word works two ways. So when you do one thing, when you turn your face from one thing, one person, then you necessarily turn toward another. You never just turn nebulously. So when you repent, you are turning away from sin. You are turning your back upon sin. And you are being born uh, of a new birth, turning toward Christ. And uh, through water and the word, uh, becoming 
uh, one in Christ, receiving Christ, putting on Christ. Uh, so when St. Paul talks about those who are in Christ, there is a secret code in the Bible for those who are baptized. Repentance is turning away. It is motion, death to resurrection, turning away from death and being raised up in Christ. Passive, it is the passive voice, being raised up in Christ. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. This is misunderstood by some of our uh, evangelical brethren to mean that the formula of baptism must be nothing more than the name of Jesus, the literal name Jesus. We know that this is not true. Why? Because Christ our Lord has given us the order of baptism in his institution of it. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the name of Jesus Christ is the triune name because Jesus is the triune God in the flesh. Uh, so, when you see baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, this is often shorthand for the Trinitarian name because it's understood that Jesus name is the triune name. Uh, recall a while back we did a whole Bible study on the Trinity and this was one of the things we talked about. How often the name of Jesus, that phrase, really means the triune name and especially when it ties to baptism. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that you have water sprinkled on you and the pastor simply says, Jesus. It means the full name of Jesus, which is the triune name, in accordance with the command Jesus himself gave. The apostles don't do things that Jesus has not told them to do, and likewise, pastors do not do things that Jesus has not told them to do. We are under orders, orders that have been passed down from generation to generation that are the same as those given to the apostles themselves. This is all done for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What this means then is uh, these are the benefits of baptism. Why ought, you be to, why ought you to be baptized? Well, because you receive the forgiveness of sins, the remission of sins. And what this also means, as Luther writes elsewhere in the Catechism, uh, wherever there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. So in the remission of sins, you are also being given new life uh, in new birth, which ties in with the idea of repentance. You turn away from sins, and in the remission of sins, you are really torn away from them and given a new life apart from them. And you shall also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is not to say that you'll magically begin speaking in tongues or that you will magically have uh, flames above your head or even that you will feel any different. What it, the gift of the Holy Spirit is, uh, is the creation, nourishment, sustaining of faith. The Holy Spirit works always through the word as well. So don't forget that. As in the catechism from last week, baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word. That the Holy Spirit works through the word, and that it is effective in both creating and sustaining faith. Uh, this promise 
is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off. And to your children doesn't simply mean that this is uh, for all of the people who come after you, that it isn't just for you, but for generations uh, that you beget. It really does mean what it says. It is as simple as that. This promise is to you and to your children. How old are your children? It doesn't matter. It is for your children. The same promise that is for you is also for your children. So bring your babies to the font and have them baptized and don't listen to anyone who tells you uh, that you ought not baptize a baby or that you ought not have a baby baptized. It is not only for you and for your children, but also all who are afar off. In other words, it is for all. Baptism is a gift, and it is a gift that is attached to an, a promise, and God's promises are always effective. The word works, and when God makes a promise, that is a reality. This is uh, to as many as the Lord our God will call. How many is as many as the Lord our God will call? Well, to answer that question, you have to uh, face a second question. How many is it that the Lord desires to call? In other words, how many is it that the Lord would desire to have as his own? All you need to do is to look at Christ. How many has Christ died for? He has died for the world. That is as many as the Lord our God would have. And the Lord God has put out his word and uh, has put out his pastors to continue preaching and teaching that by this proclamation of the word, the Holy Spirit that is joined to the word might work on the hearts of all who hear. Many are called, few are chosen. Nevertheless, the promise of baptism and its benefits is to all who receive it. And all who receive it are all who are called. You may rest assured when you lay down this evening that you are one whom the Lord has called. Why? Because you are called by virtue of the fact that you are baptized. Uh, let us speak this then again. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off as many as the Lord our God will call. What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. Which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. This uh, catechism explanation tells you about baptism, everything that the apostles have already told you in the book of Acts. What does baptism do for you? It gives you the forgiveness of sins, and because it gives you the forgiveness of sins, it rescues you from death and the devil. Because you're given new birth, you can't belong to the devil. Because you put on Christ, or rather because Christ is put on you and joins himself to you, joins his righteousness to you, joins his faith to you, all of this, the devil cannot have you. Uh, and it gives eternal salvation to all who believe this. And who are those who believe this? 
except for those who ask for, receive, seek out baptism. It's the picture of the Ethiopian eunuch. Does the Ethiopian eunuch believe? Yes, he does, and because he believes, he understands the importance of baptism, and he seeks it, he requests it. Look, here is water. Here is a mud puddle at the side of the road. Is this enough water to be baptized? If so, what is preventing it? Nothing. Belief in the promises of God naturally uh, point toward baptism and to the other gifts of God. If you believe that God does what he says he does, if you believe that his promise is sure and certain, then you cling to it in all of the places where he has said he will be, where his promise will be, where he is in the flesh for you. You cling to, you seek out baptism. You try every day to return to baptism. You seek out the Lord's Supper. Why? Because in this body and blood you know that he is there for you. Because he has promised that there is a benefit attached to it. So you seek it out. Which are these words and promises? The words that Christ speaks in the Gospel of Mark. He says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. There is guarantee that faith that seeks out baptism and faith that receives baptism is a saving faith. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And who are those who do not believe? It is those who hear the word of God, who have the Spirit working upon their heart, and who actively cast him away. This is the congregation at prayer for the week of Laitare. Be reminded that you are invited to join my family as we pray the congregation at prayer each evening, beginning this evening, which is March 22nd, the Sunday of Laitare, at 6 o'clock p.m. We'll be on the Facebook live stream, and we'll probably try to archive the videos if we can. Uh, but bring your congregation at prayer to your kitchen table, gather with your family, uh, take part in these devotions. Uh, they are important always, but now uh, even more than uh, they typically would be. Uh, the grace of our Lord be with you all. Amen.